Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a recent SAT class and my former self. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I work with a lot of young and moderately developed teenagers, and and I'm not putting them down, but there are a lot of aspects of their behavior that, that one, I can relate to from, from a personal standpoint. I was doing the same thing. And two, I just understand because it's pretty much what everybody, what everybody is like. There are some people that are really dynamite in their younger years, but that's not everyone. And, and I don't expect that to be everyone. It's kind of unfair to say, okay, you have to be, you have, everybody has to be above average, right? You have some people that stick out and, and the majority don't. But I was talking to them recently in a, in a class and given somebody a hard time for homework or something that they had done. And we got into this big discussion about how, although I don't do those things now, personally, I 100% did them when I was younger. And it's like, well, how do you get to give me a hard time then? If you did did these things as well, and this is a classic objection that I think a lot of young people cling on to, which is, were you better or worse than me when you were my age? And if you answer, I was the same or I was worse, they automatically think they get a pass, which is which is obviously not true. It's like, look, just because I did it then doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that I should have been acting like an idiot or a fool or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But the point is, you can't say that because I did it, it was a good thing. Because I look at my former self and I see somebody who was undeveloped. I see somebody who's squirrely. I see somebody who didn't, didn't live up to responsibility, who didn't want to face, didn't want to face reality. I would do things like, I would hope that questions I didn't know or ideas I didn't know in math were not on the test. Instead of saying, okay, I don't know this thing, I would look at it and say, God, I hope that's not on the test. One of those just absurd things. And now in my life, if I'm coming up to a test in, in any way, it could be an athletic event, it could be anything, but if I'm coming up to some kind of testing or judgment phase, I kill myself to find the things that I'm not good at, that I'm not, that I'm not on top of, that I'm not proficient with because I want to eliminate them. Whereas again, in my younger years, not uncommon, I, I hoped that they wouldn't, I wouldn't encounter them instead of actually dealing with them. And, and it got me thinking a lot about the way I view my younger self. Now, again, I'm pretty hard on my younger self, but I'm pretty hard on my younger self, I think, because I... I'm a better person now. I think that's kind of the, the curse of constantly improving. You make progress, you become a better person, and then you look back at who you were yesterday or the day before or the year before, or the decade before, and you say, gosh, look at that guy, what a slouch. And it's kind of a painful thing. Because again, you, if you knew now what you'll know in the future you'll likely change the way you are now, right? But you don't know what you're going to know in the future. That's obviously the problem. And 
at the end of the conversation, I was telling my students, I said, you know, I really hope that when I'm 60, I look back at myself now and say what a pansy I was. They're kind of like, what do you mean? It's like, well, I hope I look back. When I look at my 20-year-old self, I was pretty tough at 20. But I look at what I've gone through in my tw- and went through in my 20s and then in my 30s, getting married, having kids, raising a family. And I think about my 20-year-old self as like, man, you didn't know anything. You, you thought you were working hard. And yeah, look, I was working hard, especially compared to a lot of 20-year-olds, but I was not working hard like this. It's a different thing. And... I was thinking about my 60-year-old self saying, gosh, I really hope that at 60 I look back at my 38-year-old self and realize I could have been so much better. Or at the very least that I went through additional development. I went through additional maturation. I went through additional growth. And I'm you know, now a really hard and 60 year old who's, you know, both intelligent and wise and compassionate and more, more so in every, every respect than I am now. And it's like, okay, but what's the point? Fine. You hope that when you're 60, you look at your younger self and think, gosh, you didn't know how to be tough or you had these blind spots. Just like you look at your 38 year old self back to like your 16 or 17 year old self and say, gosh, 16, 17, you had these blind spots. But how does that help anyone? And that's ultimately what it comes down to. And that's ultimately a valid question that my students had. How does that help us? How's that benefiting us? How's that, you know, making any of this better? Just knowing that, hey, at some point in the future, we will look back and say, gosh, we were lame then, we're not lame now. And that's a really fair question. What are you supposed to do with that information? What are you supposed to do with, with that hope, with that kind of paradigm, which is your, your latter self will look back on your former self? Well, I think one of the big kickers is that at some point, the younger you has the ability to say, what would my older, wiser self tell me to do right now okay so if I'm if I'm thinking of me at 60 God willing I make it there if I'm thinking of me at 60 what would the 60 year old me say to to the 38 year old what would the 60 year old say I could have or should have done better well, that's an interesting question. Maybe the 60-year-old said, you know, you really should have been more patient with people around you. Maybe the 60-year-old self would say, you shouldn't have been so affected by your kids being crazy. They're just high energy, and that's what they do. And if you had to do it all over now, you'd be totally happy to hang out with them in the backyard as they're climbing all over you. Maybe the 60-year-old self would say, you know what, you were doing a pretty good job. Good job. You know, it's, it's really impossible to know, but at the very least, 
trying to envision what the thought process would be from an older, wiser you gives you kind of this advanced mirror with which to view yourself. Would he tell me to be tougher? Would he tell me to take advantage of every day? Would he tell me to just be nicer? And I don't consider myself a mean person, but could I see somebody saying like, hey, be nicer? Yeah, I could. And if I can see that, why wouldn't I do that? Because having this kind of experiment, this thought process in my head, this exercise, has shown me where some of my blind spots are. It has shown me things that I can acknowledge today I could be better on. And that's the point. That's the value. You'll never get today back. You'll never be able to travel back in time. Once you're 60, come back and be 38 again. But you can say, how could I make my 60-year-old self proud of what I am today? How could I address some of the criticisms my six-year-old self would have of me today, right now. And as weird as that sounds, I think there's value there. And that's what I told my class. It's kind of like, hey, look, I think you know what your older self would say about you. And if you don't, think about it a little bit. And if you do, wonderful. Get after those things. Don't ignore them because then you're ignoring your own progress and ultimately you're just ignoring yourself. So maybe take a couple minutes and think about it. What, what would a better, older, wiser version say about me right now? And if you can come up with an answer or two, maybe take it seriously. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.